Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy. Rick Pettigrew is away, so I'll tell you about four of the best stories posted online this past week by our partner, Archaeologica.org. Here are the headlines in archaeological and historical news from May 28th through June 3rd, 2023. We begin this week in today's western Armenia, where archaeologists have discovered remnants of a 3,000-year-old bakery at the Metsamor site. As reported by Smithsonian Magazine, archaeologists first found the structure in the autumn of 2022. Researchers observed that the building's roof was charred. They collected multiple sacks of what appeared to be ash from the remains. The team inferred that the building had been destroyed by fire. The University of Warsaw team's further study found that the material was not ash, but wheat flour. Though the building had been destroyed by fire, its roof collapse preserved some of its contents, including the flour. Archaeologists estimate that the structure may have held up to three and a half tons of flour. They also found that furnaces were likely added after the building's construction, suggesting that the structure once served a different purpose. According to Zyman Zyblowski of Science in Poland, the building is one of the oldest known structures of its kind in the southern Caucasus and eastern Anatolia. It appears to have operated from the late 11th to the early 9th centuries BC as part of a fortified settlement established at Metsamor in the 4th millennium BC. Little is known about the settlement, which covered 247 acres before being conquered in the 8th century BC, by King Argishti I of Urartu. Because its ancient inhabitants left no written records, little else is known. Nonetheless, archaeologists continue to learn more about Metsamor through new discoveries, including a recently unearthed tomb filled with gold pendants. The team intends further excavation of the bakery. Our second story takes us south to Israel to visit Old Testament-era toilets. This is our second audio news visit for one of these toilets, which we featured in a previous story about ancient evidence of intestinal parasites. It's only more bad news about those 7th century BC Judean rulers. A new study of feces from that and another ancient toilet in Jerusalem revealed traces of giardia, a microorganism known to cause dysentery and debilitating diarrhea in humans. A University of Cambridge research team states that these are the oldest specimens yet found of this parasite. According to Dr. Pierce Mitchell of Cambridge, the presence of these microbes in two separate cesspits suggests that dysentery was endemic in the Judean kingdom of the time. As reported by Science Daily, the samples came from sediments underneath toilets found in two building complexes excavated south of Jerusalem's old city, dated to the 7th century BC, when Jerusalem was the capital of Judah. During this time, Judah was a vassal state under the control of the Assyrian Empire. Jerusalem was then a political and religious hub, estimated at 8,000 and 25,000 residents. One site was a lavish villa at Arman Hanatziv, complete with an ornamental garden. The site, first excavated in 2019, probably dates from the days of King Manasseh, a client king of the Assyrians who ruled during the mid-7th century. This site was previously found to evince other parasites, such as tapeworms. The other site, known as the House of Ahiel, was a domestic building made up of seven rooms, housing an upper-class family at the time. 
the house's destruction, is dated to 586 BC, when Babylonian ruler Nebuchadnezzar II sacked Jerusalem after its citizens refused to pay tribute, ending the Judean kingdom and beginning the Babylonian captivity. The team investigated the 2,500-year-old decomposed biblical period feces by applying a technique named ELISA, whereby antibodies bind to proteins uniquely produced by particular species of single-celled organisms. The researchers tested for entamoeba, giardia, and cryptosporidium, three parasitic microorganisms that are among the most common causes of diarrhea in humans. Entamoeba and cryptosporidium tested negative, but tests for giardia were repeatedly positive. Previous research dated traces of entamoeba, which also induces dysentery, as far back as Neolithic Greece, over 4,000 years ago. This research was undertaken through collaboration between the University of Cambridge, Tel Aviv University, and the Israel Antiquities Authority, and was documented in the journal Parasitology. Next, we visit today's Australia, where archaeologists have identified images of Moluccan vessels from today's Indonesia in rock art paintings found near Australia's northern shore. According to the team, these findings are the first archaeological evidence that visitors from Southeast Asia arrived in mainland Australia other than from Makassar on the island of Sulawesi. As reported by Heritage Daily, two watercrafts depicted in the rock art feature motifs that are distinct from other seafaring cultures of Southeast Asia, only appearing in Moluccan boats. As well as their distinctive shape and configuration, both boat images appear to display triangular flags, pennants, and prow ornaments. By comparing these two depictions with historically recorded watercraft from islands in Southeast Asia, the researchers were able to suggest that the boats probably came from eastern Malaku Tengara in Indonesia. Dutch explorers in the Moluccas reported as early as the mid-17th century that inhabitants from those islands regularly sailed to the north coast of Australia. The rock art provides compelling new evidence of undocumented interactions between indigenous peoples living in Australia and visitors from the Moluccas. According to Dr. Daryl Wesley of Flinders University, these depictions show clear differences from canoes represented in rock art elsewhere on Australia's northern shore. These findings were documented in the journal Historical Archaeology. We end this week reviewing a survey of practitioners of the hobby of flintknapping. Flintknapping is the practice of fashioning stone into tools, often razor-sharp knives or arrowheads, by chipping and breaking the stone. While flintknapping is a niche area of expertise today, it was once a crucial skill allowing early humans living even as long ago as the Pleistocene to produce useful, even vital, tools. Flint napping can be dangerous, with practitioners risking lacerations and puncture wounds from sharp, flying stone shard shrapnel. Recently, researchers from Kent State University sought to evaluate just how dangerous the practice was by surveying 173 modern practitioners. They were shocked by the results. Among those surveyed, nearly a quarter had suffered injuries requiring serious medical attention. One in five had gotten stone flakes in their eyes, even despite wearing protective eyewear. Cuts on the fingers and hands are common, with some severe, severing nerves and tendons and leading to long-term loss of function. 
Stone fragments can even penetrate the body far enough to hit bone and sever arteries. Such occurrence of injury among practitioners who enjoy today's medicine and protective equipment is enough for it to be a defining feature of the hobby. In prehistoric times, this craft would often have been downright lethal. The more serious lacerations experienced by numerous respondents to the survey, requiring stitches and sometimes surgery, although rarely needing more than weeks or months of recovery, could easily have killed people lacking antibiotics and have led to lifelong disabilities for those injured who survived. That ancient people routinely braved such risks evinces the vital importance of stone tools to early human societies. The study was documented in the journal American Antiquity. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription video streaming platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. (music) 